Delaware. It's a, I think it's a really beautiful Friday, actually. The ice just shimmers from the trees. Aww. Aww. Listen, I try to find beauty where I can. It's, it's wow. an ongoing journey of my life. Good morning. This Good is the morning. voice of Miss Molly Myers Labady. Our hello. deputy director, thank you for joining us. Gage on the board today. Hello, good morning. Hello, hello. Um, and this is Nicole. I am your host today while George has a morning off on the other side of the uh, 270 outer belt. Doing something fun, I guess. Nah, I guess Being so. George. Being, Being George. George. <laughs> Curious George. Hey, so um, this m- things in the world are crazy right now, right? Crazy, we crazy. Can all agree. And it can be scary. You yes. can be confused. There could be a lot of questions that you as an adult have, that your children have, Mm -hmm. no matter what age they are. I just want to do a quick little plug that the library is a really good place to go to find some help, to find some truth. Um, One of the resources that I love that we have is NewsBank. Yeah. Um, It's a really, it's it's on our website, www.delawarelibrary.org. Go to our research tab or resources tab and um, just look for any of our news resources. But one of the things that NewsBank does um, you'll find it under NewsBank or Access World News, is they find um, hot button like topics, yeah, topics, yeah. And then they just they take all of the news from all across the world and they put it in one spot. It makes it really easy to consume. Yeah. Find some of those answers. Um, Without all the opinion in it. Right, Sometimes right. when you're trying to figure stuff out, you just want the factual information it's before opinion. It's easier to read news yes. and not have it sound so bombastic yeah. than it is to listen to talking heads or pundits. Yeah. yeah. When I'm trying to learn about something that's frightening me, one of the things is I don't want somebody telling me how to think about it. Right. And to go to those basic sources, that's the best way to do it. Then I can make my own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to like kind of bring that up and point that out to some of our listeners who might not know about it. Um, You know, that's a good place to go. Uh, Anyone with a library card can get free access every day to the New York Times online. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to go to. Um, You know, the Delaware Gazette, WDLR. We've got our local resources. We've got our great places too. But if you have questions, the library is a really great place to start. And if you don't have a library card, you can actually sign up for one online that would give you access to NewsBank right away. And then you just got to walk in the door to get the actual card to check items out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's really good. It's one of those things. Oh, and if you're on social media, check out um, our Facebook and our Instagram page. Last night we posted... um, a couple quick tips for how to make sure that your email is not yes. um, going to be subjected to uh, the cyber attacks that we think might be coming. So um, it's a it's a really sort of common sense reminding yeah. us of all because we all fall down that rabbit hole of wait what did that say Let me look for further. Mm-hmm. Let me click that button. It looks like it's from my bank, but it's not spelled like my bank. Mm-hmm. Somehow they spelled bank wrong, and I. <laughs> I probably right. should pay attention to that fact. Yeah, that attachment looks wonky. I've never heard of a .exe attachment. Should mm-hmm. I click on it? Nope. Normally, if it makes me panic, just call your bank. Don't click on the the buttons. I've done that on so many things where I'm like, why would Columbia Gas send me this? I just call Columbia Gas or log into my own account yeah. and look to see if there's a notice in my account versus clicking on those emails. Yeah. Yeah, so just little ways that, that the library is trying to help you out these days. But um, we also have really great books, too. Molly, have so you, many. Have you been reading anything lately? I have. So every now and again, I jump onto that. Remember that PBS list from a few years ago, The 100 Great Reads? Yeah. Well, I had oh, yeah. read a number of them, but I keep that list, and every year I try to add two or three in. And I was absolutely delighted with the one I just came across. It was The Brief, Wondrous Life 
of Oscar Wilde. I have heard of it, but never read it. Winot, I'm going to say his name wrong, and I hate that. Winot Diaz, I should have looked that up, Mm -hmm. wrote this book, and it is... It is like this mix of everything. It is, he's this overweight comic book nerd. He's from the Dominican Republic, but he doesn't quite fit anywhere. You know, the story is tragic, but it's funny. It's for audiences you'd never expect. My husband, who reads nothing but comic books, oh, this is going to be in a car car trip. I have to listen again to get all the details. The description of the Dominican Republic how his family got there, the stories of the strong women in his life mm-hmm. and their trials and tribulations. This book's amazing. And if if he quoted one more comic book thing that I was like, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. How did that get in there? I didn't know that at all that that was the subject of that book because the cover doesn't. It doesn't look this like at all. That. No. Yeah. And I was really curious. I go into a lot of my reading completely blind. Yeah. I think that is the best way to walk into what you're about to read. Because then you're just really open. You don't have the opinions. So I went into this like, okay, what are you going to show me? Brief and wondrous life. Uh And it took me on this. I mean, it really is a tragic story in the end. And it talks about, you know, mental health and it talks about all sorts of things. But it gives you this life. And I think I just let myself be there with them. You know, I was sad with them. I was hopeful with them when they'd try to lose weight. Like, So many of us understand that feeling of trying to lose weight Mm -hmm. and accomplishing maybe for a little bit. And then, you know, that battle back and forth. And it just really was such a relatable story. And yet so many cultural things I didn't know before mixed in with a comic book world I love. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I had I have heard of that book. I've seen the title. I know we've had book groups that have. Oh, yeah. But I have known nothing that there was even a comic book element to it. So. Totally. Comic pop culture as a whole. But comic books are really heavy. Those superheroes are heavy within this story. Neat. It's wonderful. The Brief and Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. Yes. By We Don't Juno Diaz Uno. or Uno. Yeah, let me yeah. spell it. So if anybody is going to look this up, it's J-U-N-O-T-D-I-A-Z. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. That's a great recommendation. And that list is a really wonderful list. Uh, PBS, yeah, 100 Great yeah. Books of American History or I, something You can like just that, yeah. normally Google and find it. And I printed it out back when it came out and have just slowly worked through the ones I hadn't read or I don't remember reading. Right, exactly. I'm rereading a few of them I maybe did in college or high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also have a book that I'm reading uh, today. I'm like, oh my gosh. <gasps> my mom I'm, is reading that right I'm now. I'm like a chapter and a half from the end and I am mad that I didn't finish it on the drive-in because I'm I'm doing I'm doing one of the things that I love to do to speed my way through a book which is listen to the audiobook and read the physical uh-huh. book like at the same time so that no matter whether I'm in the car or at home like it keeps moving. <laughs> my mom literally follows along with the book and Sometimes, so she's reading yeah. and she can she then takes notes right. as it goes oh, so she can track yeah. who she does these for book clubs. Sometimes I do that <laughs> Well, sometimes I will listen to the book and read the book at the same time whenever I want to like really speed my way through it. So this book is called The Four Winds. It is by Kristen Hanna, and uh, she's written The Nightingale. She's written several mm-hmm. other titles. She's a very popular writer. This book in particular has the read with Jenna um, from the Today Show, like stamp uh-huh. seal of approval <laughs> on it. So I'm sure it's been on a million and one um, lists and recommendations and things like that. The um, audiobook reader who narrates it is Julia Whalen. She is fantastic. She's a phenomenal uh, narrator. She just has a very slow pace. Oh. <laughs> and this book itself, like, is a very, it can be a fast read. And the, it was like a 15 hour audiobook. And I was like, all right, we're going to speed Did our way you speed through it that. to 1.25. No, I can't do that. It really bothers me. Oh, I do that. All my Mm-mm. books are about one, two, 
1.25 unless the reader's like really slow, then it's 1.50. Oh, goodness. Or if it's a really fast reader, I do have to turn it to normal. No, it bothers. It just, I, my mind can't comprehend fast Sometimes enough. it yeah. forces me to focus on the book. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. that too. So the story of the four winds. We are in uh, 1934-ish um, America um, in Texas, and there is the family that um, Elsa is born to, the main character, Elsinore, um, that she is born to, and they basically haven't really given her they're they're a well-to-do family they haven't given her um, a whole lot of love though because uh, by their standards they tell her regularly that she's not pretty um oh. they also uh she had a, a, a fever basically as a child so she always was like at risk of catching something again and so she was sickly and so the family was just basically like, you're not pretty, you're sickly, uh, just, you know, learn your station in life and get used to it, basically. Yeah. You're not going to get married off. Um, we have money, but, you know, just just be happy enough with that. Yeah. She gets feels pretty beat down, um, of course, as one would, and um, decides to kind of rebel for like, a night, you know, mm-hmm. she cuts her hair, she gets a fancy dress, she puts lipstick on, and she goes out to um, to a, a, a speakeasy, basically. And um, at that speakeasy, she um, first of all isn't admitted because everybody in the town <laughs> knows everybody else, <laughs> and they're like, "No, Elsinore, go home." <laughs> and on her way home, she meets a young man named uh, Raphael Martinelli. And uh, she and Rafe uh, end up having kind of a tryst, and she maybe sees him one or two more times, and um, then finds out that she's going to be spending a lot more time with him, if you know what I mean. Uh huh. And so uh, her family is outraged and disown her. They send her over to the Martinellis, and they say she's your problem now. And I mean, first of all pregnant out of wedlock, and then also with an Italian, Uh um, of all things. And so then she um, is over at the Martinelli's, uh, and they're farming. They're a farming family. It's 1934. We are on the, uh, you know, couple years into the Great Depression. Yes. We are also in Texas, so we're in the Dust Bowl. Okay. Uh, Texas is experiencing drought, great Mm -hmm. drought at this time, years worth of drought, uh, the land is dying, and when the windstorms come, um, it basically could kill you. Yes. Um, the wind, not only the dryness of it and the inhalation of it, but the disease that it carries and mm-hmm. the bacteria that it carries, um, it's very dangerous for everyone involved. Um, pretty soon, the animals are dying, the cows aren't producing milk, the horses are only breathing dirt, just everything is terrible. Um, FDR's New Deal is making all of these promises of work in California and um, Elsa and her family are trying to weigh the decision of do we go west to the promises of California or do we stay in the land that has been promised to us mm-hmm. and it is like I said it's not my typical story because I I really don't find myself like intrigued by historical fiction mm-hmm. uh, but this one it tells a good story Kristen my mom Hanna, said one chapter in and it normally takes her a while to get mm-hmm. into a book that she loves first chapter she was like halfway through the first chapter and she's she did not want to stop reading this yeah, one it, it does it keeps it keeps mm-hmm. moving um, you you find ways to to love and understand the characters um, despite, in spite of, or because of their struggles and everything mm-hmm. like that that they're facing. Um, it's also a good perspective of the time. Um, 
when people do go to California, um, you, you know, kind of wonder where the promise is true and mm-hmm. you find out that they're not. We get into the historical context of workers' rights. Yeah. And, um, you know, there were some places that were teaching them, not teaching them, but having them pick cotton in the fields. And they were like, oh, sure, your day's wages go toward credit in the in the company store. And they say, okay, cool. So I can also pay down my credit. And they say, no, you just live continuously yeah. on credit. And it, it makes, um, you know, really difficult lives very relatable. Yes. So uh, it's The Four Winds. It's by Kristen Hanna. I would recommend either audiobook or the actual physical book. We just had a couple book clubs discuss it this week. And, I love um, our book clubs. Yeah. So it's, I would, I would recommend it. So when we come back after the break, we are going to talk with Molly about something that she knows a lot about. So excited. And something that she has some family members who know a lot I about. I do. Um, culture Passes going to the Columbus Museum of Art at Delaware Library. So stay tuned. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. It is uh, Nicole Fowles at the helm today with Molly Myers-Labady, our deputy director. We love having you here. Um, You know, I mentioned it to Gage over the break, but uh, some of you might remember George uh, Needham has announced he's going to be retiring yeah come september 30th i'm gonna try to stop that i know right (laughs) there was a there was a moment during our last (laughs) board meeting and uh somebody said you know is there anything that you know we can do um to like prepare for the next director and uh, uh one of the board members kind of you know silly was like I, I just you know I make a motion that George not retire and all the staff <laughs> raise their hands I, oh I was like I'm on this one yeah board support finally right. <laughs> yeah so Molly is here today um wearing her her sisterly hat because I am. she knows a thing or two about the Columbus Museum of Art and we made a really really cool connection with the Columbus Museum of Art and the Delaware County District Library uh, this past week we just announced it on social media Yesterday, Mm -hmm. got an announcement going out today, it'll be in the papers tomorrow, (laughs) um, that we are introducing a thing called culture passes. Oh, they're so cool. member for a day, like little passes. So can you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what is entailed in those? Absolutely. Um, I would use my sister's voice, but that's the one thing we share is the same (laughs) voice. So you can just (laughs) pretend that I'm Cindy Myers Foley instead of Molly Myers Labady right now. (laughs) Right. Um, The culture passes, they are so cool. So you can come into any of our libraries... You come up to our information desks. We're going to have them at um, the reference desk. So not where you check out, but where you ask for questions. Mm -hmm. In most buildings, and the ones that only have one desk, it'll be there. Yeah. And they're going to hand you a pass. They're going to write a date on the back. And it's going to get a family of up to eight into the Columbus Museum of Art as if you have a membership. So that means that your parking will be covered. You get a discount at the Schlope Cafe, which I have a nephew who works there, and that food is amazing. The avocado toast, you've never had avocado toast like this. I love a good avocado And the beet chips, I'm not even a huge fan of beets. The beet chips make me want to cry. They're so good. (laughs) Um, They make other people want to cry for different reasons. I know. Literally, you will be shocked. And then the um, even in their their gift shop, you get the membership discount in the gift shop while you're there that day. How cool. All with this pass. Once you come into our library, they'll write a date, and it's seven days from that date that you'll need to go. Don't feel like you need a rush. We have plenty of these passes. There are right. going to be plenty more. Sort of plan it in your calendar. 
Um, they even let you for free into whatever the major show is. Now, Van Gogh did just leave. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I, I know. It was it was an amazing show. But they have so many other shows going on all the time. There's one I'm really wanting to get to, which is Women Behind the Lens. Yes. And it's centuries of female photographers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it'll get you into those special shows that they have going on. Um, so keep your eye anytime you see a show you kind of want to go see. They give you the idea of what it's like to have a membership at the museum, though, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. I was I was getting some of our press, you know, ready mm-hmm. to announce this this partnership. And as I was getting ready to announce it, I was looking on the Columbus Museum of Art website, and I saw that Women Behind the Lens um, installation. Yes. And it also had a local tie to the Delaware area, yes. which was it um, this past fall was at the Ross Art Museum. Yes, it was, which... If you missed it at the Ross, you better get there so you can talk to your friends about it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that that was so neat. There are there are a lot of really cool about uh, cool things about the Columbus Museum of Art. First of so all, the, many. the outside is fun in and of itself. Oh my itself. gosh! Well, the garden too. If you wait till spring to get your passes, get your lunch and eat it out in the art, mm-hmm. you know, garden because the the artwork. Just walking into the museum, though, so many times people I think just walk straight in that museum. Look up. There's this little beautifully decorated glass, you know, Uh overlay that keeps you from getting rained on on your way in the museum. Right. But that walks you right in there. And it's just beautiful. The details and everything about that museum. Then you walk in and you see the glass sculptures that look like fish flowing at you at the top. Mm -hmm. I have so many favorites at this museum. What about something for people with, with kids? Oh, my gosh. So museums and libraries share a problem. People think <laughs> right. they're not friendly for children. Uh-huh. And, and they are. Quiet yes, and in the library. Reverent. Yes. You know, I get shushed way more than any other patrons get shushed. <laughs> so trust me, we're used to we're actually designing libraries today so that kids can be kids and be a little noisier. We do story times, but museums are the same. Yeah. So the Columbus Museum of Art has something called the Wonder Room, mm-hmm. which is only one element of what makes it so family friendly. When you go into the Wonder room it is an area where kids can explore they can right now make spiders or you know work with fabric art so learn to to weave things and learn how the art is made by doing it Mm hands-on but throughout the entire museum the learning is active for children and adults so if you go into an area that has maybe a hard topic to look at um, for a long time and I, I think the photo's up but it's not a major look They had a picture of, um, it was an Appalachian artist from Southern Ohio, which if you've heard me talk at all. your neck of the woods. I'm from Appalachia, Ohio. As south as you can get in Ohio, in fact. Um, But there was a picture and it had a mother with a child and it had clearly fog coming. And the child had, you know, a, a malformity. And it really was talking about sort of that pollution and that, but it was also showing the beauty and the... You know, how we're torn back and forth mm-hmm. um, in Appalachia and, and what lives are really like. And for a long time, they had a conversation piece there where you could put a post-it note up talking about how you responded to the work. Right. And they do that throughout the museum. They ask you questions mm-hmm. and you can have dialogue with other visitors through post-its. 
Um, sometimes they'll have hands-on activities where you're recreating some of the work or learning how it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not the quiet place. There are museum guards, but they're there to actually answer questions oh, yes. for you. Yes, and docents, I'm The sure. docents yes. are fantastic. I do love a good docent. And I'm sure we have many a docent from Delaware County mm-hmm. that are up there as well because they take docents from all over central Ohio, mm-hmm. and they are trained. You know, yeah. during the Van Gogh, they pointed out one of the paintings in the Van Gogh exhibit had been in JFK's room the night before he died. And the last phone call um, that he made was to thank the person who had put the piece of art in that room. And he and Jackie talked about how they didn't want to leave the room. They were enjoying it so much. Oh, my goodness. So I hope I told that the way my mom, I got it from my mom who got it from a docent. Uh But to learn some of the neat facts like that, and, you know, then you're standing not only in the history of Van Gogh, which had his own tragic story. What has the painting itself seen? But what has the painting and all of his paintings seen Mm -hmm. in their time? Yeah. So, you know, you start thinking about the influence he's had through all the years. I said it, I said it last week um, or the week before whenever we were getting ready to meet the artist, um, R. Gregory Christie, who was coming Mm -hmm. for our Telling a People's Story exhibit. Oh, he was so good. And there is nothing better than standing in front of a piece of art and learning about it either from the Mm -hmm. artist, him or herself, or, you know, from somebody who knows a thing or two about the yes. piece of art. That, that is by far my His favorite passion thing. was yeah. so yeah. palpable. The people at the zoo who do that, too. Docents oh, are the yeah. best. They, they are, are the, the best. best. <laughs> the other thing I want to mention, if you take your family in, I have a favorite thing I do. When you go to the museum upstairs, far uh, left corner, okay. there is a room you can go into. And all it is in there is this giant barrel that's hanging by one rope. And it's sort of an illusion. I love to go in there and get the perspective of laying underneath it. No. Because it's just, it's surreal. Yeah. You know, it feels like this thing could fall at any moment. It won't, I swear. Uh-huh. It's been there for so long. <laughs> um, but, you know, I highly suggest go in there and, and immerse yourself in this art. The museum lets you really take yourself into a new place. So and, how many times am I going to say to my kids, don't touch that? So it's really fun because the museum makes it easier not to touch it. One, the museum guards will kind of come in and talk, but they have a video when you first come in that I'd watch with your kids. Oh, cool. It's so silly. It's sort of the museum rules. Instead of saying don't, yeah. it's all the do's. Oh, cool. Yeah. So how they can look at it. Uh-huh. And, you know, they have a silly video with somebody trying to touch the art and then the art falling over and the person getting hurt. So, you know, but it's silly and uh-huh. kids really enjoy it. So they're not a place where you feel like you're always yelling at your kids not to touch the I art. I love that. They also have tape, so you can just tell them that we have to stand behind the tape. Yeah. Makes it really easy. So this is an incredible benefit with mm-hmm. your Delaware County District Library card, with any card that you hold from any Central Ohio library, um, but especially if you are a Delaware County District Library card holder, walk into any of our branches, walk, uh, drive through mm-hmm. our drive through at the Orange Branch Library, or contact our outreach services. Yes. And, um, you know, tell them that you want one of these passes. Like I said, they're not limited. And Mm -hmm. they do have um, once you once you check it out, which really just is you getting the pass. um, They have a seven day expiration. If you go past that, it's all right. Come back, get a new one. We're not running out of them. Um, And we got you covered. Yeah. And you don't there's no rush. You don't need to like go in and get one right now. Just figure out when you want to go and then come and, and just get a one. huge shout out to the Columbus Museum of Art for making this available yeah. to people across central Ohio and a quick um, kind of addition onto that we just learned as well 
that um, Opera Columbus has extended to library customers around their two performances of Fellow Travelers, which is based on a novel yes. by the same name, um, this weekend. So Opera Columbus is providing a 25% discount per ticket when somebody shows a library card, no matter the system, yeah. um, at their box office. And you know, operas, I didn't realize this, they've changed so much. I, I remember opera. going when I was a kid mm-hmm. and not knowing what was happening. They now have the story yes. translated yes. above where you can read well, it. Supers. So don't mm-hmm. let it intimidate you. I had no idea what was going on, but I was able to follow beautifully yes. and all the music took me away with the last opera. Yeah, I went and even to. The, even if you don't have the translation, uh, you can the actors if they're doing a good oh, job, you so know, good. You have an idea of what's happening. So, all right, well, we've got a quick minute, but I just want to give ex- extra special thanks to our friends of the library, as they are the best show sponsors in all the world and the best yes. friends in all the world. Yes. Uh, next Saturday, March fifth, from nine to three at Delaware, they are having a book sale. So get your green bags ready and come up to Delaware for the book sale. Um, this week is the last week for the end, uh, the Telling of People's Story exhibit. Oh, you if can, you have not gotten in, get yep, in. It's at the Orange Branch Library. You can check that out. And uh, we've got a couple book clubs coming up this week. Uh, Kids Cookbook Club returns a week from Saturday yes. at Ostrander at 1 o'clock. And, um, yeah, so it's always online, DelawareLibrary.org. Click on our events tab. Um, the information about the Columbus Museum of Art Culture Passes are on our mm-hmm. website as well and social media. So, um, yeah, come and check one out. So, Molly, thank you for being my guest today. Uh, Thanks for having me. Gage, thanks for running the board. My pleasure. And uh, we will see you in the stacks.